ready. Welcome to episode 37 of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes. I'm your host, along with my daughter, Emma Hughes. Hi, Emma. Hi. <laughs> All right. So I'm very excited for this podcast. I've been um, I've been working very, very hard with my little dog, Eli, who's now no longer little. I was going to say, he's not, he's not that little anymore. <laughs> he's not little. Uh, so this podcast is about his reactivity. Uh, mm. And so if you um, are following any of my YouTube uh, videos, I was at a seminar or at a workshop and Eli, uh, Eli has sudden environmental contrast reactivity. Something shows up and he kind of freaks out about it or he did. So anyway, I was in this workshop. He went after a Doberman. And so that was back on like September 27th, 28th, something like that. Um, so it was the end of September and I immediately started changing how I was addressing his reactivity. And I, and I, we, we talked about his triggers a couple podcasts ago. So I want to talk where I've come, what he's done. And I, first off, I'm extremely proud of how he has matured and taken in our training and he has in my opinion we're going in the correct direction absolutely in the correct direction so i want to give you what happened uh yesterday yeah twice twice yesterday twice yesterday we had two incidences where uh in the past he definitely would have barked um in both instances uh so the first one was uh in the morning and I had somebody come over to the field and they, the dog and the person were out in the field. And normally if I had um, come out either not working him or even keeping him in attention, once he noticed them, he would have barked at him. And yesterday we are coming, um, approaching the field and before he could see them, but just as we are about to get around the corner, I told him to look around. And that is my cue to him that something is out there that he's going to notice. And I want him to notice it as well and look back to me. And so I told him, look around right before he was able to see this dog. And he immediately started looking around, noted it, did a little tiny with his cheeks. That's what he does. And it used to be like a horse. Yeah, it is. And he's done it since eight weeks. So oh, that is so one funny. of his tells that, okay, I'm a little stressed. So that's been one of his tells, but normally he would, he would go. So early on, he did cheek puffing. Then the cheek puffing turned into barking and the barking turned into running, chasing, barking. Um, so yesterday I told him to look around. He started looking around. He noticed the dog and the person in the far end of the field or about midway in our field. He cheek puffed and he looked right back at me. And I'm like, oh yes, 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 yes. So big reward. Good job. But then he immediately was like, okay, well, where are they again? Cause they're in his field. Now he loves the agility field and he wants to be out there all the time that would be his if, if 
things go down, open the agility field, he'll run in there. <laughs> um, and so we were both on leash and I entered the agility field and he has had zero reaction on leash. And so I was trying to get his attention and he figured out it was one of his best friends. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. And then, then he went into pure play mode. Like, oh, my gosh, I want to play with you. And so then I was working on, no, can you look at me before I give you permission to go to this dog? Uh, well, so he was on leash on leash. And the other dog kept getting a little closer, a little closer as I was trying to work his attention. And they finally got to a point where they could actually touch noses. And he was absolutely wonderful. Just wonderful on leash uh, um, uh, skills in saying hello. Uh, just fabulous. I was just thrilled. So anyway, they had a great time. Um, then the second incident happened uh, at agility class that I'm taking. So I'm now the student. And uh, so I got to class and starting to get dark with the daylight savings time change. And I was bringing him out of his crate. And I always tell him I, I do two things when I bring him out of his crate. The first thing that I do is that I tell him to look around before he actually gets out of the car. So I tell him to look around just what's behind us. And then when he gets out of the car, so my car is low enough that he can put his paws on the back gate with his back feet on the ground. So what I've taught him to do is I've, I've released him out of his crate and I've taught him to turn around immediately and put his paws back up on the car for a reward. And so he started doing this automatically, but I've cued it with right here. Right here means come back to me. And when we're near the car, it's right here. Put your paws here. And so he started doing that automatically coming out of the car and getting back on. Well, unbeknownst to me, because it was quite dark and I was trying to video this um, this for um, a, a video, which I don't normally do. So the light was on my camera, which, by the way, the video didn't turn out, but it's too dark. <laughs> I may show it anyway, because you can maybe see highlights. But I um, I told him to turn around and he took a longer time than normal to come back and put his paws up on the ground. Unbeknownst to me, there was a dog and handler walking behind us. Now, in the past, he would immediately have started barking at them. And yesterday he didn't. So I was really pleased that my telling him to look around is working and he did come back and put his paws on on the car. It just he went out a little further than he normally does. So he jumps down, turns around, comes back on. Sometimes he does a little shake when he comes out of the crate and he comes back on. So shaking is a tell that cheek puffing is a tell that he's just trying to release some energy or he has some stress that's hitting him. So those were two incidences that a month ago he would have reacted to with barking. So we're going in the right direction. So let me talk about, do you have any questions? Do you want in on this conversation? Well, I actually, I did have a question. Um, and I don't think that there is an answer because I don't really know it myself. So I always remember when I would see Eli, I would steal him out of your car occasionally um, when I came into your classes. 
And he would kind of freak out a little bit because he didn't know that it was me. Um, and so I would open up the gate uh, to your not gate, well, the you know back of your car, um, and he'd go ballistic. He'd be like, "Oh my god, get out of here, go away!" And then I'd be like, "Hi, Eli," and he would recognize that it was me, and then he'd be all wiggly and happy. Is there anything that you uh, have been working on for stuff uh, that when you're not there? So, like, let's say, uh, like with your what is it environmental change um maybe there's somebody comes into the backyard you're not there and he's at the you know back gate fence thing um have you noticed any difference with that so if i came up to eli now in the subaru do you think he would still be a little bit worried well that's a good question I don't know, because that's a little bit different than sudden environmental contrast. I mean, it there is, is it's an very common, I think, for dogs to bark in the car at people. But I just mean, like, right. let's say you're upstairs taking a shower. I come down the stairs, even when I would come down the stairs into the kitchen, he'd be like, oh, my God, who are you? Oh, um, so no, so I in definitely... the house, in the car, I mean, everywhere where you're not there to help him. I think that I, I don't know. I don't know the truth. Right. No, it's that. hard. It's hard. Yeah. We'll find out when you come back home. <laughs> But yeah, okay. my my guess is he is getting better. Um, you probably would have heard him too in the house or something. Yeah, because the other day, the other day he didn't bark at dad coming down. Oh, good. And okay. he alerted to him. He stood up. He alerted that there was somebody coming down the hall, but he didn't start barking at him. Okay. And then uh, there was another time that dad also came out. I think I, I was doing agility training and dad came out, came to the gate and he didn't he told me that he was there, but he yeah. never started barking at him. So, good. um, so That's yeah, really so and there's definitely, um, some, and, and I just did a video in week 41, I think where he did bark at dad doing the garbage. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I, I've, yeah. I've put that, I've left that reactivity in that video, um, to well, show he's not going to be perfect all the time, right. To show where he yeah. was. And then, um, yeah he's definitely i've definitely noticed a change good good so i think when you come home i think it, um we'll we'll get some better data on yeah. how he's doing with you so, yeah yeah well and i have a theory that i don't know is i'm mean, it's not backed by science or anything but i do know i know that we look very similar we're the same height we have the same hair we have the same face and i think that sometimes it freaked him out a little bit when he thought it was you and it was me and he's like oh my god okay that's not mom um, and then he obviously he knows me. So then he'd go straight to, oh, it's Emma. That's great. We love her. But in that a little bit of uncanny valley where he's like, oh, you're not mom, but you look like her. Right. Um, and I think that freaks out not just Eli, but a lot of dogs. Oh, um, definitely. That's yeah. very common. All but right. So we'll let's, see. We'll see how he goes. OK, so let's talk about what um, what I've done. The first thing I did, I think I, I talked about this in the last podcast. I wrote down all the triggers that I could think of. And I added some triggers to the list that at the time when they happened, I didn't think much of them. I didn't think of them as triggers. I just thought of it as normal dog behavior. But looking back as the behavior um, progressed and got to the point where I, I really took notice, the Doberman incident, then I went back and I really analyzed what are his triggers? At what point did he always bark and could it have been connected to the Doberman incident? And so I took a harder look at that and started working within all those triggers. One, the first thing that I did is I tried to prevent all of those triggers from happening. 
which isn't always possible, but I really did my best to note when they were going to happen um, and either give him distance or give start working him and not just letting him be to his own devices on the end of the leash or in the yard or wherever we were. So that was the first thing is I analyzed all of his trigger points. At what point did he start noticing? What point did he start his cheek puffing? At what point did he um, alert bark and or charge the fence? And and the fence became, in my opinion, the fence became a, the fence or gate became a pretty good um, indicator of some of the problems that we were having. Uh, so that was one. I also went and I, so at the Zany Agility Camp, I watched Tracy Skellner work a highly, highly um, focused dog on other dogs. And this dog went through two fences to go get another dog. And and it, and it was motion-based. So it wasn't aggression-based, but it was motion-based, this chase that this dog had. And I don't know if it would have gotten into a fight if it got to the other dog, but when it did get to the other dog, it did manage to get to the other dog. The other dog turned around and corrected it. And the dog that was chasing backed off. And then both dogs were gathered up. Um, so I was watching Tracy at Zany Camp work with this highly aroused dog with a, a couple of different things that she did. She did the up and down game. And the up and down game... It comes from Leslie McDivitt, I believe. I can't remember everybody who has designed all these different programs, but Leslie McDivitt, Controlled Unleashed, and then Tracy Skellner, um, Brain Games. And so I started doing the up and down game. And the up and down game is essentially putting a treat on your shoe and showing the dog. So you go up and down, up and down, up and down. And I would go from one shoe to the other shoe. So I'd use both arms. I'd go right arm to the right toe, left arm to the left toe. And it does two things. One, there's some, and I'm not an expert in this area at all. I just used their program. I'm not an expert. But the up and down motion, there's some neurological component of it that helps to bring you back to center some they oh it's true in chickens i know that because i read an article about it um you can do the same with chickens and they will calm down so i wouldn't uh say that it's impossible for dogs to have that <laughs> anyway well and and i know that there's an up and down uh, or a, a a left leg right arm crawling motion that babies do that connects them to reading and writing and so they encourage if a baby's not crawling, they actually encourage babies to go back and learn how to crawl to create this cross body motion pattern. And so I, P.S., I attribute all that crawling to your loving English and writing oh God. as you were one of the last kids to walk. <laughs> you were getting nervous about it. You're I like, was oh, getting no. nervous. Oh, no. like, She's never going to walk. Anyway, you did a ton of crawling. And they say that all that crawling creates these neuron paths for reading and writing. So there you go. Interesting. I'll bring that up in my next lecture. I'll be like, hey, guys. <laughs> Put that in your dissertation. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. So I started doing the up down game. So whenever we came, first off, I did, I did everything that I'm going to talk about. I did all of it without triggers. Okay. So I just started the process. So we'd be in the house, up, down, up, down, up, down. We'd be in the driveway, up, down, up, down, up, down. So I just do these random up, down games everywhere just to get them used to it. Okay. Then, and I would, and I paired that at times, not every time, but I paired that with the one, two, three game. So the one, two, three game is you count one, two, three. And then on the third, on the word three, you can use ABC, you can use whatever you want. On the word three, you put, you gave your dog a, a, a cookie. Okay. So three became the predictor, a reward is coming. And so it's best if you look at me <laughs> because I can put a cookie in your mouth. Uh, and so one, two, three, and you would, I would vary how long it took me to get to three. So sometimes it'd be a little bit quicker. One, two, three, reward. Other times it would be one, two, three, reward. So varying the time of how long it took me to get to three, but he learned that three was a predictor that a reward was coming. So he would start to give his attention to me. Uh, so I, I did all of that without triggers or without a distraction and then started pairing that um, on approach of dogs. So when we were getting approaching a, a trigger and he already knew that the trigger was there, right? So now we're doing like passing, we're doing more attention type stuff. Uh, you know, don't uh, keep looking at that dog, but start to reorient to me on three. So I did that. So up and down game, did the one, two, three game. Now I had always, one of the other uh, brain game things is, uh, what does she call it? She calls it um, back and forth game. I've called it the get it game. I've done it since he was 10 weeks old. And that is throwing cheese or something visible that he can see away from me. And then he reorients to me for some, for another one or for something else. So the get it game is just track, learning to track a, a cookie a, away from me. And then as soon as you grab it, your job is to come back. So I, I would do these, get it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, I pair it in agility. I've paired it with a ton of stuff, you know, uh, verbal discrimination, listening skills. So I, and I'll do a get it and then a jump. I'll do a get it, then back to me. I'll do a get it and just literally anything. So he's done the get it game forever. She does it slightly different. And what she's looking for is the latency time between when you throw the cookie, the dog gets the cookie, how fast does the dog reorient back to you? And so that's what she's looking at. And what, what they want is as soon as the dog gets the cookie, they're reorienting back to you immediately. So there's very little lag time between getting the cookie and coming back to you. Whereas some dogs early on in the training, they will go and find the cookie, then they'll search for more. So they'll think that it's more like a find it game. Like there's 10 cookies out there or a scatter game. There's you know, 20 cookies to go and search for. The get it game is one cookie, highly visible, see it, grab it, come back for more. So started doing the get it game. Um, what was another one? So the up and down, back and forth, 
one, two, three. Oh, and then my right here. So my, I started right here. I can't remember if this, I, I didn't, the car one that I'm doing where they get out of the crate and get back on, put his paws back on my car, which has been extremely valuable. Get out of the car, come back to me. Um, I can't remember if I pulled that from Tracy or that just came out of my own head, but definitely wanted him to come out of the crate and then reorient back to me or back to the car. And so I've been doing the right here out of my car, going through openings. So an opening in a doorway, opening uh, in a gate, working, come, and even just walking when we're walking towards my agility field, he'll be off leash um, as we're walking that path, either through my garage or through the front door. If he's getting too far and I'm not sure what's up there, I'll do it right here. And that means just come back to me. Just circle back around, come back to me. Uh, all right, then the big one. So this is a huge one for me. And it has, I think, been the game changer. And that is, I've taught him the word, look around. And look around means literally there's something around us. I want you to notice it and uh, pay attention to that there's a trigger out there and then reorient back to me or don't react to it. So he doesn't necessarily need to look back at me, but he has started looking back at me, which has just been a bonus to this game. Um, and he can look around in any fashion. So there's a couple of facets of how he does look around. So the big one is he visibly turns his head and he, and he scans the environment. Um, and sometimes he doesn't quite catch. I can tell over time I've learned to read when he's actually seen what I'm talking about. And so he learns, I've told him, look around, and that means scan the environment, take notice that there's something out there, and then I will reward you if you look back at me. And it took a while. So when when I first started training this, I wanted my trigger at a distance because I knew it would trigger him, right? So there's this balancing of look around, there's something out there, but I had to be far enough away from it that he didn't trigger in in a burst of of barking but so i didn't want it to startle him but i also needed him to see something to make the look around make sense right and and, and so i started this look around and if he didn't look around i would say look around and then i would say hello to whatever it was that um, I knew would trigger him and that caused him to look because prior when I talked, he would look around at and see what I was talking to. So I would say, look around, he'd scan, I'd reward him for not reacting. Sometimes he cheek puffed, sometimes he just looked back at me. But now this behavior is so strong that with or without a trigger around, I can tell him to look around and he will look away from me and scan the environment try and find something that makes sense to him and then back to me. And it has been a game changer because now I can tell him and that something's out there that may startle him. And now he doesn't, there's been times when I've told him to look around and it has it's been more of an ear flick. Like, yeah, I saw it, I hear it. And that ear flick is also an indicator that there's something out there. And so that has really been, a fantastic 
um, learning tool that I got from uh, Controlled Unleashed that has been a game changer for him. And he can do it walking. He can do it sitting down. He can do it laying down. Um, we can be approaching the trigger or the trigger can be approaching him. Uh, so it has been an absolute game changer. Um, the other one that's been a game changer, and you you made fun of me last time when I mentioned this on the last podcast, is that talking when nobody's there. That has oh, been a, yeah. that has been a game changer as well. And so I, I every time that I knew that, um, so in our agility field, it, it was literally anywhere. So I would do it anywhere. Is I would just randomly say hello to people or hi, how you doing or whatever. I would just spit words out, and I could see him orient to the place that I was looking. When I would look up, he would orient in that direction as well, and. So that has been a game changer as well, that I can now talk to people. And I've had several incidences now where um, we were training and an episode that would have caused him to bark in the past hasn't. So I had a student forget something, come back into the agility arena five minutes after everybody had left, um, kind of startled me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are you doing here? And he so I, and he didn't react at all, which a month, a month and a half ago, he definitely would have barked at him. So mm -hmm. definitely seeing progress. Um, I'm, he's going to be a year old next Wednesday, the 15th, the 16th, oh. sorry, Thursday, next Thursday. That's so exciting. a week from today, he is going to be a year old. And I have seen a massive improvement in him in the last month and just, thrilled. So I just wanted to share my experience. Um, and we're in agility class and he's not, so we've been in agility class for, I don't know, seven weeks, I think. And the first agility class, he barked at several people. Um, he reacted out in the parking lot. He reacted in the agility arena. And then, uh, uh the last night, he was absolutely stellar. Again, the dog passed right behind us as he was getting out of his crate, pitch black on um, that. And it's real ink, dark black. <laughs> it's really dark out there. Um, so I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. I think he's been doing wonderfully. I, I think that for anybody that has a reactive dog out there, put the time into training them. Because I've seen a dent. Um, if you need professional help, there's professional help out there. Um, main thing is, is figure out your triggers, work underneath the threshold of those triggers and build up resiliency to seeing one of your triggers and not reacting to it. Right now I'm working with a dog that has zero bite history that has um, never actually gotten into a dog fight has just been barrier frustration, sudden environmental contrast and, um, reactivity on fence lines but i know that if i had not addressed it i know it would have gotten worse and so don't be afraid to see micro uh micro improvements it's not going to improve in in a day it takes months weeks to change feelings and so it's not like sit and stay where you can teach it in a five minute session it is a month, month long, um, look for little incremental 
steps. Well, Em, you didn't say much, but I appreciate you joining me. I think me. I counted my words. I think it was 16. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, Em, happy training. I love you. Yeah, very exciting. Can't wait to see you soon. Um, yes. And then Eli a little bit longer after that. Of course, Dot reigns over every single instance. So hi. I think about Dottie all the time. Very sad that she's, she's very, um, away from argumentative me. lately. Oh, all right, we got to say woof oh. woof. Say woof woof. woof. Yeah. <laughs> Happy training. Woof woof. I love you. That was good. I love you too. Hey, maybe we'll do a podcast while we're together in England. I think we should. That would I be fun.